Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and HMS Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. Rejoice, ye pure in heart, rejoice, give thanks and sing, your festal banner wave on high, the cross of Christ your King. Rejoice, 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 give thanks and sing. With all the angel choirs, with all the saints on earth, pour out the strains of joy and bliss, true rapture, no blessed mirth. Rejoice, 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 rejoice give thanks and sing. Still lift your standard high, still march in firm array, as warriors through the darkness toil, till dawns the golden day. Rejoice! Give thanks and sing. Amen. Amen. Father, we seek thy blessing upon this broadcast and all who listen. Today we pray particularly for those who are sick and troubled. Bless them, give them health and strength. O Lord, we pray for the peace of the world. In Jesus' name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the Sin cannot molest. 
near to the heart of God. Mm. Oh, Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God, hold us who bow before Thee, near to the heart of God. The Glee Clubs of Occidental College in Los Angeles are well known throughout the West for their beautiful renditions of fine choral music. We are happy to present to our Voice of Prophecy audience these 75 young people as they sing two numbers under the direction of Howard Swan, chairman of the music department of Occidental College. The first is from the Treasure House of Russian Church Music, Holy Radiant Light.
the Occidental College Glee Clubs change the mood and the style now to bring us a comparatively new spiritual written by Hull Johnson, famous Negro choir director and composer. Ain't Got Time to Die. Mallory Walker is the soloist. Lord, I keep so busy praising my Jesus. Keep so busy praising my Jesus. Keep so busy praising my Jesus. Ain't got time to die. Cause when I'm healing the sick, when I'm healing the sick, when I'm healing the sick, ain't got time to die. Cause it takes all of my time. Thank you, Mr. Howard Swan, and the Occidental College Glee Clubs for taking the time to bring us this inspirational choral music. And here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, as old as Methuselah. Why do so many religious teachers today soft-pedal the second coming of Christ? 
Oh, they act as though it were some new fanatical idea, out of harmony with Christian theology. Sometimes when you talk about the coming of the Lord, they refer to William Miller as the man who thought Christ was coming and pointed out the definite day in 1844. And this is supposed to, well, just to bring an end to the argument and bring the subject into disrepute. True enough, William Miller did make a mistake in announcing a definite day in which he thought the Lord would come. But he was man enough and Christian enough to admit his mistake. And by the way, he was not at all the fool that some people have tried to make him out to be. In his teaching that Christ will come to this earth the second time and that his coming will be literal and visible, the greatest event the world's ever known, he was absolutely right, scripturally right. Now, the facts of the case are that the doctrine of the second coming of Christ is not something new. It is not something unbiblical, something unsound. The fact of Christ's return is the Christian's hope. As far as time is concerned, this doctrine is as old as Methuselah, as we have suggested in the title of this broadcast. Someone asks, can you prove it? Yes, indeed. From early childhood, we've heard people use the phrase, as old as Methuselah. He, of course, lived to be the oldest man in all the history of the world, according to the scripture. And all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, says the holy book, and he died. Genesis 5:27. Now, according to Usher's chronology in the margin of our Bibles, Methuselah was born in the year 3,317 B.C., or 688 years after Adam was created. So, you see, he lived as a contemporary of the first man for over 242 years. He lived as a contemporary of Noah for 600 years, for he did not die until 1656 in the year of the world, or 2349 B.C., which was before the flood came. We can imagine him, as one writer in These Times magazine says, chatting with a friend about antediluvian world conditions and saying something like this, Well, about 800 years ago, when I was just a lad of 168, my father did so-and-so. It's true that Methuselah lived a long, long time, but not nearly so long as his father. Many people overlook this fact. His father was Enoch, who lived much longer than Methuselah. In fact, he's still alive. He was a prophet, as we read in Jude, the 14th verse. He was born in 3382 B.C., or 623 years after Adam and Eve were created. The Bible gives no record of his age after his 365th birthday because he never died. He is still living. He was translated to heaven without seeing death. Read it in Genesis 5:21 and Hebrews 11, verse 5. Just think, Enoch's birthday in 1957 will make him 5,339 years old. Now, the reason I'm giving these facts about Enoch is to show you how old this doctrine of the second coming of Christ really is because we read Enoch's prophecy in Jude, the 14th verse. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints. We shall not attempt to go into a full exposition of this passage of Scripture. It's very interesting, and there are many other lines of thought connected with it. 
We just want to emphasize this. Enoch looked for the return of Christ and all the wonderful things that will happen when he comes. Yes, Enoch was the seventh from Adam, way, way back there. Some 5,000 years ago, the doctrine of Christ's second advent was definitely proclaimed by this man of God. So you see, it is not new. It's old like family life, like the Sabbath, like faith in God. It's old like the sun and the moon and the rivers and the wind, like summer and winter. It's old like getting up in the morning and going to bed at night. It's old like the human race itself and almost as old. This hope of God's people in all ages, the coming of our Lord in glory to make things right, which have been wrong so long, was proclaimed not only by Enoch, but by all the prophets after him. Job proclaimed it 1,500 years before Christ was born. I know that my Redeemer liveth, he said, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Job 19.25 The Psalms are just filled with prophecies of our Lord's return. For instance, Psalm 96.11 Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad before the Lord, for he cometh. He cometh to judge the earth. About 700 years before Christ was born in Bethlehem, the prophet Isaiah said, Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. And his arm shall not only rule for him, but it says his reward is with him. That's Isaiah 40, verse 10. The prophet Daniel envisioned 500 years before Jesus was born, spoke of one coming like the Son of Man. And when we turn to the New Testament, we find John the Baptist right in the very beginning of the Gospels speaking of the second coming. You'll find it in Luke 3, 17. And then Jesus himself talked about it and said, I'll come again. And at the very end of the New Testament, we open the book of Revelation, and again we hear the words of Jesus as it were from heaven saying, Behold, I come quickly. Surely I come quickly. That's the very last promise in the very last chapter of the last book of the New Testament. Remember this, the holy apostles taught the second coming, and all the prophets taught it, and Jesus taught it. Why shouldn't we all believe it? There's nothing new about that doctrine. It's the old, old doctrine. You know the Apostles' Creed, which a great many people have learned to repeat, and which is very old too, goes back to the early days of the Christian church, has these words, He shall come again to judge the quick and the dead. This agrees with the words of the angel of the Mount of the Ascension. This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come as ye have seen him in like manner. Acts 1, 11. So, our Lord Jesus Christ under oath before the court which condemned him to death in Jerusalem, testified, Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. We read those words in Matthew 26. If this, says Dr. Lewis, is not an integral part of the faith once given to the saints, I do not know what it is. This great theologian agrees with this on this point. No, there's nothing new 
about this wonderful, wonderful truth. From the very beginning of time, it's been preached and preached with power. Ignorance of our age in reference to the origin and destiny of the world and how it began by the creative word of God is astounding. And this ignorance has cut off faith in the second coming of Christ. For this they willingly are ignorant of, God says, how the world began, that by the word of the Lord the heavens were of old, that is, were created, the earth standing out of the water and in the water. He says they don't know about this. Therefore they do not know that the same world is kept in store by the word of God, reserved for the final perdition of ungodly men. Second Peter 3, verses 5 and 7. This ignorance should not, my friends, afflict us when we have the open word of God. As God made the world in the beginning, he will remake it in the end. His purpose will be carried out. Isn't it time that Protestants and Catholics as well should revive the teaching of the second coming of Christ? It's a blessed hope. The Anglican Book of Common Prayer, the fourth article of religion, says, Christ did truly rise again from the death and took his body with flesh and bones and all things appertaining to the perfection of man's nature, wherewith he ascended into heaven and there sitteth until he return and judge all men at the last day. And the keynote of the burial service in the same book is that we have the certain hope of the resurrection at the coming of Christ. Wonderful truth. Friends, are we prepared for it? Are we looking for it? Yes, some in the last days, the prophecy said, would depart from the faith and deny it, First Timothy 4.1. But we are to believe it and rejoice in it. And now we come to our final promise. It's in Titus 2.11 to 13 looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So let us look for him. Truly there is nothing new in the Bible from beginning to end about this doctrine of Christ's return. It's as old as Methuselah, as proved by the words of Christ. So we're looking today for him. Expectancy floods through my breast. The multiplied signs show the moment is nearing when we shall see Jesus find peace and sweet rest. I'm looking This is Orville Iverson of the Voice of Prophecy saying, Throughout the days ahead, let us trust God and go forward 
in faith. Have faith in God, whose holy word is true. Have faith in God, the promise old and new. Have faith in God, his grace for me, for you. Have faith, dear friend, in God. A very, very important part of our work at the Voice of Prophecy is the ministry of prayer. We founded the Worldwide Prayer Service, which meets every Thursday everywhere in the world. Would you not like to be a part of it? Just remember to pray on Thursday, first for yourself that God may use you greatly and bless you in his service, then for all who listen to the Voice of Prophecy. And you will be a part of our worldwide prayer circle every Thursday. And may God bless you in it. We hope our program today has brought you blessing and help. And we invite you to join us again next week for another broadcast brought to you by the voice of prophecy. And so we say, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.